is Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement or how to buy consulting services. You'll get tips on how to use consulting, buy consulting, and managing the consulting. And now your host, Ellen Lafitte. Hello and welcome back to Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement. I am Ellen and today I'll be talking about what should companies optimize the ROI of their consulting spend. For those who have just started listening to our podcast, thank you. I hope this will be interesting and provide some perspective on the topic. But before we get into today's topic, let me just give you a recap from our previous episode, which was the pilot episode of our new series, How to Optimize the ROI of Your Consulting Spend. In that introductory episode, we talked about our six levers to optimize the ROI of your consulting spend. We described the six levers, how to utilize them. And we said that it was a holistic approach to act on both the technical procurement side, but also the most, the more intangible side, which is how to manage the change, how to get the buying of the executive committee. I briefly explained what those six levers were and how company could use them to optimize their return on investment on their consulting spend. So this series was created with references to the real world problems with insight from real world problem solver. So if you don't want to miss out some exciting topics, we'll be covering throughout this series. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube and other major streaming platforms and hit that notification bell to get an update whenever we release a new episode. So now coming back to today's episode, what should companies optimize the ROI of their consulting spend? And I should add now. So every business needs some consulting support at various stages of its growth journey. And ironically, it's often one of the first areas that faces a budget cut when times are tight. But it shouldn't be really. Consulting can produce huge benefits and will always have an impact on your bottom line. Even if you don't notice right away or ever really feel its effects at all levels of operations. From our experience, we've seen that consulting spend can exceed millions of dollars for companies. And when you spend millions on consulting but do not manage it, then you leave millions on the table. Hence the importance of optimizing the return on investment of your consulting spend. So this approach will allow you to manage your spend more efficiently by involving procurement at very early stage of the project. It starts with selecting the right project and focusing on those that will have the best bang for your bucks. Managing the expense can translate into substantial savings, which creates value for your organization in several ways. It adds to your EBITDA, it frees up your cash, and it allows for cost avoidance. Moreover, the savings you achieve this way are not one time. They add up every year and overall, the value created can be huge. So the question is, are you managing your spend well? So you can ask yourself a few questions to self-diagnose how you work your consulting spend. We will look at four key areas to access your current management approaches. Scope, panel management, performance management, and sourcing. So starting with the basic, the scope of your consulting spend, you need to ask yourself, do you know the amount your company spends on consulting every year? The first step 
toward improving the management of your consulting spend is to be sure you know how much you're spending on average every year. After knowing that amount, you need to know how does the work of your consultants align with your key strategic needs. So what are your needs this year and from year to year? More importantly, you need to know what skills do your consulting suppliers provide that add value to your business and your projects? What returns are you getting from all this budget? And now coming to the panel management questions and evaluating their usefulness, ask yourself these questions. Do you know how to qualify a supplier for a specific project? Ideally, you should have a process in mind to evaluate a prospective supplier for each project. The next question would be, are you using a panel of qualified suppliers and how easily can you find them? And by this, you get to know whether you have a ready-made panel of suppliers who you know to be expert in fields you need for your business and how easily you can find them. The third and last question in panel management would be, are your usual vendors always available to provide the necessary expertise? Consider this carefully. Review past projects and times where you needed third-party expertise from your trusted consulting suppliers. How did it go? And that should give you a clear picture. And this brings us to our third dimension, which is performance management. Once you have the consultants you want doing the work you need, you still need to monitor their performance. Here are some questions to ask regarding the performance management process. Do you manage the performance of your consultant? And are you usually satisfied with the return on investment of your projects? Ideally, you should be, but the reality is that such performance management may be slack, especially in long-term business relationships. Once you know this, you want to get into feedback loop and benchmark the consulting costs with your peers. And by this, do you provide detailed feedback to your consultants and discuss input to improve your relationship with your consultants? Communication works best both ways. A reputable consultant will appreciate honest feedback, whether good or foul. And this brings us to the last area of concern regarding your consultant's pain. And this is how do you manage the sourcing process? To diagnose the effectiveness of your current sourcing process, ask yourself these questions. Do you have a process for purchasing consulting services? And do you have front contracts set up with your major consulting suppliers? Have you a clear plan in place for how you acquire consultants is imperative to improving your consulting spend? And when discussing the criteria with your internal stakeholders, do you include performance in, as your criterion of choice? And last but not least, do you systematically use confidentiality agreements when discussing your needs with consultants? Because it's essential to ensure that your sourcing process includes confidentiality clause so that your competitors and others will not know what you're doing and why. So if you have answered most of the questions in the affirmative, you are among the companies with best-in-class procurement practices. Well done, bravo. However, 
only 7% of companies falls into that bracket. And there's a possibility of you being in the group of the remaining 93%. And if you belong to the latter group, it's high time. You start managing it to capture its immense saving potential. So let us tell you about the benefits in detail. First, you will avoid your consulting spend from turning into a sizable cost center. So consulting represents 1.5 to 3% of revenues of businesses, which means they spend 3% of what they earn on consulting. And this spending is added to OPEX. The higher the OPEX, the lower the EBITDA. Considering that you can save 25% in better management your consulting spend, this translates into 0.75% extra to your EBITDA. Needless to say, this can be enormous while not managing it makes consulting a burden on OPEX. Not bad, right? But there's more. Drive significant costs and cash benefits. Your efforts at optimizing the ROI of consulting spend can generate sustainable savings. And it's not one-time savings, but year-over-year saving. And this is what we call sustainable savings. One part of saving is hot dollar, the amount you're not spending. So how does that saving happen? When you select the candidates for your project, you look at the best consulting firm, the one that will bring more impact, more value, in other words, the best ROI. Then because you organize when necessary a bid process, you will be able to lower on average the cost of your project. Cost saving puts cash in your hands, adding them to your EBITDA. For industries having low profit margin enhance a small EBITDA, even a small saving on the OPEX side can impact the EBITDA quite positively. The realty sector is a good case in port, where net profit margin varies between less than 5% at most. When you properly manage a consulting spend, it can give you a saving anywhere between 25 to 30%. This saving on OPEX can make a big addition to an early small EBITDA. Any part of saving happens through cost avoidance. For instance, in the RFP process, where you're describing your needs in clear terms. This means you're purchasing only what you need and aren't spending on anything that you don't need. Or by managing the project from an early stage, you make sure the project is delivering on its promises and adapting to change. This in turn will prevent incurring costs in the future. Another example, when you are managing your consulting spend, you have synergies among different departments, have better visibility. And that completely eliminates the risk of spending multiple times on the same service through different departments. If cost savings help you improve your EBITDA, the benefit of cost avoidance is somewhat intangible, but you will see the improvement over the years. Number three, utilize value creation lever. Whether you're a saving-driven or impact-driven company, you need to improve. And you can either reinvest your money you save or keep it aside. When you invest your money in consulting, and some might say a lot of money, you usually do get a competitive advantage or to solve a problem. Not all in all, this move should align with your overall strategy. But sometimes it's interesting to launch consulting projects that may not be directly aligned with your strategy, but have a high return on investment. Numerous instances of Lean Six Sigma operational Exxon projects have increased production and resulted in considerable savings. Let me give you a practical example. Healthcare firms have lately used Link Six Sigma to lower costs while improving patient care and safety. Link Six Sigma methods were utilized in one research to cut the average 
hospital stay time by 25%. Over 1 million in annual savings were produced as a result. So Lean Six Sigma can also be used to streamline administrative procedures and cut waste. For instance, one important financial institution, Lean Six Sigma cut project, kept the time needed to process customer application by 70%. These are just a few instances of how operational excellence and significant cost reductions may be attained via Lean Six Sigma. But you can see the value to launch a project that will generate quick wins that you can use to find to fund some more strategic projects. And managing consulting spend is not about achieving savings, but creating value and impact. And you have to be strategic and pragmatic about it. Every dollar you spend on consulting helps you create an impact, but you have to select the right consultants. You are capturing the correct value and you are benefiting both as a buyer and a consultant. Thus, with the same budget as before, you now save a large part of it. You can keep that saving as cash, adding up to your EBITDA, or reinvent it to advance your strategies. Both ways, you're either creating value or making an impact. Should the return be five times, seven times, 10 times, the toss of consulting. The decision is up to you, and it also depends on how many projects you can have. And finally, number four, improve focus, efficiency, and collaboration. Those non-monetary benefits, many people get frustrated, either because procurement is too involved or perceived at the bottleneck, or because they do not like the choices and the decision they make. It can be, for instance, selecting suppliers that business lines do not consider as value for money. When you start to manage the consulting category early, it allows for a collaboration between procurement and the stakeholders. This collaborative process helps the company reach an equilibrium in our power balance, where the perspective of both sides are taken into account when selecting suppliers. And that is not easy to reach, as a lot depends on the company's culture and legacy. This, in turn, leads to better supplier relationship management. And we said in our previous episode, supplier relationships are rarely managed in consulting. In the absence of a system of managing consulting through our SRM, the job is done by business owners. And it's not their job, it's purely a procurement job. And as a result, the relationship between the company and consultant weakens, or even worse, creates a ground for developing personal relationships, a somewhat subjective matter that can hinder hiring the right consultant. Moreover, businesses can reduce the risk of project failure by optimizing the consulting error. When you're managing a project, you're doing everything right from the beginning. You are describing your project needs by vividly in your RFP, and based on that, you are selecting a consulting with the right expertise. With the detailed scoping, you know what you should pay for and what parts need no spending at all. And all these give you the ground for the best price negotiations. Covering all the sides, this increases the chances of project success. So to conclude today's episode, I explain in detail how managing consulting spend creates value for organizations. Companies invest up to 3% of their revenue in consulting projects, but rarely do they manage this category. The lack of management makes it costly. On the other hand, companies could save at least 25% of what they spend by optimizing the return on investment of the consulting spend. This optimization process must involve procurement from the early stage of the project. Managing consulting spend from early one 
can lead to immense value for the company. And not in terms of money savings alone, but in terms of synergy, efficiency, and collaboration value. And now you can see why you should put your efforts into optimizing the ROI of your consulting spend now. And it's in the best interest of both stakeholders and procurement. And that marks the end of the podcast. So keep an eye out for me next week when I return with another fascinating topic. Still then, stay safe and happy sourcing. And you have other questions about six levels to optimizing your ROI of your consulting spend. Remember, you can always contact me directly on LinkedIn or by email because I'm always game for a chat. Bye and see you next week. Au revoir. You've been listening to Smart Consulting Sourcing. The only podcast about consulting procurement. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at consultingquest.com. Find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. For questions and comments, send an email to ellen.lafitte at consultingquest.com. See you next time.